you're 0 and 4. I should have started banter. Well, you knew that was going to ha- you had to know that was where I was going to go with this. I didn't actually know. I thought maybe you'd be a little more creative than the same banter that you I have all kinds of ideas for banter today. Yes, I am 0 and 4 In for fact, fantasy football. Yes, good. You want to engage. Fantastic. Yep, I'm 0 and 4. I am the champion. So, I can afford to lose a few games since I am the returning champ. The defending Super Bowl champions, Kansas City Chiefs, they're 4-0. Congratulations. After beating the Patriots last night. Yes, I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm only 2-2. Congratulations. In both leagues that I'm in, I'm Mm 2-2. I'm just average. Mm -hmm. Just average. So I thought I might have fallen over from waiting so long to start this podcast. We've been trying to... Get this podcast going for the last, what, 40 minutes we've been down here? No. Yes. We we came down at 7. You're exaggerating now. It Isn't was, it 7.40? Yeah, but it was past 7 when we got down here. Mm. Mm. We had some technical difficulties. We still haven't resolved them really. So we, if you and hear, we have no idea if you're If you hear, hear a weird humming airplane sound in the background... I can still hear it. I, I don't know. If, hear it. I don't know if the listeners can hear it, but I can hear it. Something's going on. It's feedback. Laurie's fault. Yeah, sure. It's my fault. Okay, so we did fantasy football, hmm. and we did that weird noise because it's it's yeah. really very strange. It's like feedback. It's and the almost truth, like the truth is we haven't recorded in like ten days, right? Because we did two back to back. I guess. Oh yeah, no, it's yeah, no, it's been, yeah. It's been almost two weeks. Has it really been yeah, that? Yeah, because we did because we did two the same we did week. Two weeks in this, yeah, in the same. So we're just we're a like mess. Two days. We get out of a rhythm, and this is what and, happens. And this is what happens. Technology bites the dust. It while just it's like waiting collects for us. dust or something. Is that what happened? Maybe. And then it bites happened. the dust. And then it, wow. And I'm like I'm hitting the microphone with my headphones. Now you're going to make it bite the dust because you're basically going to take it out. So fantasy football, <laughs> stupid sounds. It's been two weeks since we recorded. We're a mess. I didn't I had, sleep last night. I had like three nights of not sleeping. You <laughs> had a night of not sleeping. So, folks, I'm, I'm guaranteeing you're going to get the best episode <laughs> we've ever done <laughs> on Raising Eight. There were dogs barking Oh, I'm sorry. No, it's I fine. Was still I actually, you know, I, didn't, I love you didn't long banter. Welcome. So. You didn't say welcome I to another episode. Take, I thought you were going to take that. I didn't catch it. I was already, my brain was already going to the fact that I didn't sleep last night. Let's just make believe that didn't happen. There Tell us about dogs, the dogs. There were dogs barking at one in the morning. Just they were, they were barking incessantly. And I woke up around that time, actually. Now that you say no, that. No, you were snoring. You don't know when I wake up or not, by the way. Do you wake up and snore while you're awake? Yes, I do it on purpose. That's so such that a lie. <laughs> you don't know that I'm awake. You're snoring next to me. There's no way you're awake. I woke up. At, it was around. It was in the one o'clock hour. Okay, so. it's probably in the one o'clock hour. I'm talking about like early one o'clock. Like I was still up because I hadn't fallen asleep yet at one o'clock, and I was trying. And these dogs were just. Barking. The dog for sure crossed the street, but then I could hear more. I don't know if I heard howling. So maybe there were coyotes out or something and the dogs were responding to that. Whatever it was, it was horrific. We heard a coyote the other night. We? I didn't hear a coyote. The people who were with me. Who, who it was at the birthday with? party. Oh. Slash confirmation people reception. People that were with me. The random people. My heard. brother and there was a couple. And we heard 
we heard what was a, we definitely believe it was coyotes. Probably. Not far from the house. Beautiful. So that's probably what it was. Yep. And those dogs kept you up. And you kept me up. <laughs> your, your snoring was so loud. <sighs> I snore. If only that's how you breathed, I would have been able to sleep. I've been trying anyway. to stay. I can breathe better through my nose when I'm lying down on my right side. Really? I don't know if that even no, works. No, that's because of your deviated septum. Which side was I sleeping on when you heard me snoring? Are you kidding? Like I wasn't analyzing you. It was dark. I you was should. trying to go to sleep. So my eyes were closed <laughs> and I was trying to sleep. I don't know what position you were in, although I was wondering if you had the snore button on the on the bed because we have the bed that has the little button and it can elevate you. I did. But you did. Anyway, folks, if that's the worst thing that's happening, a couple nights of no sleep, we're doing all right. And welcome to another episode of Raising Eight. Which I already said. You didn't say welcome to another episode of Raising Eight. You said blah, 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 Raising Eight. Like it was like another, th just, yeah, 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 Raising Eight. Welcome to another episode of Raising Eight. A couple of sinners trying to raise <laughs> saints. I think he fell asleep while he was saying that. And I think at some point, right, you could just stop saying it's episode whatever, and then you just save that. I don't like, know whatever episode it is. You're the only one that remembers 16, that. sixteen, as a matter of fact. And you do want to track them because, you know, eventually you want to celebrate, hey, this is episode 50 or 52. We've been doing this for a year. Wow. But we haven't. We've only been doing no. this for a few months. Mm -hmm. It's episode 16. Mm -hmm. And we didn't have a topic planned, though we have received some feedback. We are getting, by the way, thank you to those of you who are engaging us on social media, particularly on the Facebook page. Very nice. Thank you. Thank you. Because I still have a post there of what topics would you like to hear us talk about? And we've had somebody ask us to talk about temperaments. Mm -hmm. we are but not that's not today. That is not today. Mm -hmm. And we had somebody who asked us to talk about, oh, this is actually kind of funny, uh, sleep routines, bedtime routines, which would be a good episode because we've hinted at bedtime. We talked about I don't think sleep. we spent a lot of time talking about routines, though. Maybe we did. I think we talked about that in our but sleep. But we can do it again. Sleep. We yeah. talked about it in our, in our sleep. Yeah. <laughs> I am sleeping bizarre. right now, actually. So we See, can, I sleep with my eyes open, just point, like you snore with your eyes open. At one point. <laughs> I sleep with my eyes open. There's going to be a point in this episode. I'm gonna, where my I'm face just, is going to hit the microphone yeah, just, and I'm you're going to be keep like, talking. Just, just keep going. Oh, I'll wake up eventually. I'll keep drinking my wine and talking to all six of you out there. Uh, so, so no, we're not talking about either one of those things. But I do want to say, things. hey, listen, keep posting. Yes, because we will talk about those things. Topic ideas for us. And because we will, and we haven't really done more work on this studio. No, so I'm actually starting to get annoyed by the paint, the paint and the job ceiling tiles. We need to order the sound, yeah. the sound. So we're going to do that this weekend. I think we just need to sit down and game plan this. We'll have a monitor and camera, and we're gonna. Because I really would love to do a Facebook Live. It's a good thing you're not doing a Facebook Live right now because my eyes are half open. Well, no, we'll wait till one. You day wait till when, I'm awake. Well, I've slept to do yeah. a Facebook Live. It's amazing. So, no, we're not talking about any of no, those things. No, we're not talking about any of those things. Um, we did have a really busy weekend, and a couple of those things kind of prompted us to think about, oh, this is a good thing we can talk about. 
And the biggest thing that happened this weekend was our oldest, Michael, Michael Jr., received the Sacrament of Confirmation. So our first child to receive that beautiful sacrament. In ninth grade, which I believe is personally, I think that's a... Tenth grade. But anyways. Tenth grade. He's in tenth grade. Either way, I I personally find that to be a problem with how we deal with the Sacrament of Confirmation. But we're probably not going to talk about that right now. We did. When we were in Maine, we had the restored order. So we actually had second graders receiving confirmation. When I was helping out with that program, that was three sacraments in one year. And I'm a big believer in giving people access to grace, reasonably so, at as young an age as possible. So that, because if we believe in grace and... Which we do. We do. As Catholics, we, we do. Um, why wouldn't we want them to have more access to it sooner in their lives than later? Obviously, baptism, they if they're baptized as an infant, which all of our kids have been, they can begin tapping into that grace at a young age. And then I think we just have it backwards. I just think that the church, for some strange reason, hasn't dealt with the confirmation problem. Yeah, I don't understand it, really. So we debated over the years whether or not we were going to have Michael... We were going to petition to have him receive it sooner, but we decided just to go with the flow. Be less of a problem to our current pastor. You don't want to be a problem. We're trying not to be we a like problem. We like him, so yeah, we decided not to guy. do that. We're very lucky. Um, oh, they're, they're going to hear that. I think. Why are you making noise? With <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, so Michael, yeah, he was confirmed on Sunday, our first kid, and both Lori and I have seen lots of people confirmed in our working for the church, especially when we worked in parishes. And both of us have had a lots of opportunities to work with um, adults and young people who are prepared for the sacrament. And I've always, even though I have issues with the timing, I've always personally enjoyed and just seen it as such an opportunity, such an amazing encounter with the risen Lord and just watching, being a part of that, 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 um, what am I trying to say right now? I don't know. <laughs> you fall, you like literally fall asleep. asleep. I slept for that part. I'm sorry. You know, my brain is working at a much slower pace. Apparently I'm not going to I'm not gonna be able to fill in your thoughts if I can't. I can barely keep my own thoughts straight. So you're going to have to deal with your own Anyways, if, if you're somebody who's, you've, you've been confirmed, maybe you, don't, you barely remember that, or maybe you've had a kid who's been confirmed, there's something about being present in the moments of the sacraments. Yes, of course, every time we go to Mass and receive the sacrament of the Eucharist. But there's something about baptism and confirmation, probably due to the indelible mock that because they, it's a they one leave time us. sacrament. Yeah, and maybe it changes that's what it us is. forever. That could be it. Um, that, and, and if you've had an opportunity to be a part of those over and over and over again, we've been blessed to. There's just something always just beautiful and profound. And a, it's always a reminder for me of my confirmation. Mm-hmm. Or, or my baptism. And that's an opportunity for all of us when we go to, when we watch our children receive the sacraments, we see nieces and nephews and et cetera, et cetera. Those are blessed opportunities for us to remember our own identity mm-hmm. and those sacraments that we received. And sometimes we probably take for granted in our lives. I had a very profound confirmation experience. And not everybody does a lot of times because you're a teenager you know, you're in a program, it's boring. I've shared this story with the current, you know, teens that just received the sacrament. And I've shared it with other teens as I've helped prepare them in the past that 
you know, a lot of times you're just kind of going through the motions as a teenager. You're not really sure why any of this is happening. You're not really sure what the point of this sacrament is. Even if you've been taught really well by awesome people, a lot of times as a teen, our minds as teenagers are just super preoccupied with all the things that we think are really important, whether that's like our friends, the, the kids we're interested in, the, you know, technology, whatever it is, there's all sorts of things that as a teenager kind of just take up our mind. And so I think a lot of times teenagers just go through the motions of confirmation preparation and, you know, just get it done and they don't really realize the impact. And I, I think parents do as well. Sure. Even good parents, because we've developed this bizarre system of outsourcing Yes. Faith formation. We've talked about that a little bit when we talked about Project Nazareth and domestic church. But it definitely also happens with the sacraments. Um, maybe less for baptism because parents are intimately involved in that. Because they're the ones that actually have to, you know, But I think a little. Prepare. Then maybe, a, you know, First Communion parents are, can kind of be involved, but still there's definitely less. And then sometimes it's almost like the parent, even yeah. good parents just feel like they're so removed not their fault, by the way, because of the way a lot, a lot of times. I think the we all just we've all kind of just gotten used to because the this system, is the way the system will. has yeah. worked for yeah. so long that you put your child in a program. The program prepares the child, the catechist, the priest, the all the people in the church. But a lot of times, the parents are looked at as kind of on the outside. But I think this is so. Maybe the first first takeaway is you know mom and dads out there. Like you are the primary catechist of your children. We've said this already, and that includes the sacraments. Mm -hmm. So it's beautiful when we do, and, and we do have good people who were leading the confirmation preparation program at our parish. That's a great thing. But Lori and I have an obligation as well to be walking. Now, Lori works for the parish, so she had an inside track on that. But I would regularly bring up the sacrament and talk about, Michael, how's it going I, I didn't go to the sessions or anything like that. So I would talk to him about Engage. it. Engage. And yeah. give testimony. And and yes. So remember that we've got to be a part of that, both in active discussion with our children about their preparation and being a part of the preparation, certainly praying for them, being intentional about that prayer of, you know, we, we spent a lot of time um, in the few days leading up to the confirmation, Lori and I praying for Michael and intent, not that we never pray for him before that, but very intentionally about the sacrament, asking the Lord to complete what was begun at baptism in a very powerful way in our son, both on the day that he received the sacrament. And then from that day forward, that Michael would be very aware of the Lord's presence through that sacrament, um, particularly through the Holy Spirit. So, I think mom and dads, we've just got to be make sure that this is we are active participants in this piece of our children's journey of faith and not just not completely outsource it. So if you have a great confirmation prep program, wonderful, beautiful, but don't check out, be active, actively involved in it. Because um, I really think that makes that can make a tremendous difference in our own child's experience of these Any sacraments. Of the sacraments. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And my parents were were good, same thing. I mean, but I, I remember just the classes. I don't remember not one thing I learned from a confirmation class. And, you know, not, not to speak ill of the people who prepared me, but it, it was just, I didn't, my mind was elsewhere. 
And I had picked a confirmation sponsor, my friend Katie, who was really devout. And I, my mother said, you know, I want you to pick a sponsor, someone who really actually witnesses to the Catholic faith, someone who's living it out and you know, they're living it out. And so Katie was the first person at the time that came to mind. And she was an amazing confirmation sponsor walking with me, but I'll never forget how she prepared me for my confirmation. She just said, this is such an exciting day for you. And I, I had never, I had never looked at it as being exciting before because it didn't seem very exciting. It was just like, okay, the Bishop's going to be there. Like, all right, you know, he's going to you know, put a sign of the cross on my forehead, but I didn't really think of it as being exciting. And she really helped prep me that the Holy Spirit is a person. He's the third person of the Trinity. And he's, he's coming into your life in this intimate way through the sacrament. And she said, you know, ask God for everything he has for you and be open to whatever he wants for your life. And I just remember like getting excited for my confirmation day. And after receiving the sacrament, like when he actually conferred the sacrament on me, I didn't feel anything. It wasn't like, you know, the wind knocked me over or the, you know, but it was so powerful. And I felt this peace just come over me. And then this absolute joy that I couldn't even, I couldn't contain that there was so much joy. I had never felt a joy like that. It was a joy that, you know, I've had great things happening in my life and, you know, trips, you know, fun things. And there was always excitement and happiness with those things. But this was a joy that didn't, it was far surpassed anything I had ever felt before. And it was like in my whole being, I couldn't describe it. I couldn't take a smile off of my face. It was so deep. I felt love for like everyone I saw. It was just a really profound, intense joy that I had that day. And it, it continued on, but not obviously as extreme as that day, but it was very profound. And, you know, we said that to Mike, I said that to Michael, I know, I know you did too, you know, be open to what God has for you. It's okay. If you don't feel anything, it doesn't mean that the Holy Spirit hasn't come into your life in a more... Faith isn't feelings. <laughs> Lori. Hashtag <laughs> faith isn't feelings. Well, I, no, and I had a similar experience when I received the sacrament as well. Our preparation, not quite that good. My parents were very involved in it, as well as a couple other couples that were, again, good disciples. The pastor was a little odd at the time. One of my favorites was one of the retreats that he led, and we were doing the sacrament of reconciliation. And he had us come up to, we had a chapel at this parish, and he had to come up, walk up to this altar in the chapel, and he had a tray of dirt, sand. And you had to write your sins in the sand. Oh, my word. And he wiped the sand. He didn't do the words of absolution. <gasps> you didn't actually get, you didn't, sadly, right, you, didn't, you didn't actually receive moment, reconciliation that, moment, that day. Did, thankfully, there were other good priests in my life. <laughs> Um, oh, so that Lord was one. Have mercy. And then we did. So that was so the first year we literally, had literally <laughs> Lord have mercy. Indeed. Pray for his soul. Yes. In the first year, we just had this series of speakers. Maybe the first you no, know, you know, so yeah, the first first very first year was in a home of a catechist, and it was fine. Second year we had these monthly speakers. That was it. Some were good, some weren't great. The third year, it was basically a series of retreats. I think it was three retreats. And one was on human sexuality, and I can't even, I can't, 
I can't even begin to, that's a whole, this is a whole episode for another day, <laughs> how bad this retreat was. So I'm going to, I'm going to save it because this would be a great story for another time. Great. But that, one of the things, it was a bad, bad retreat. But one of the things I remember from that retreat is we took, we took a few hours to do something very important. Oh boy. And that was on the Saturday night. It was a weekend retreat. The Saturday night we had to watch Lethal Weapon. What? Yeah. Wait. Very important. You watched Lethal, Lethal Weapon, Weapon as part of your retreat? Some of us ended up like outside just talking and stuff like that, but some what? stayed. I can't. I haven't seen Lethal Weapon in years now, and years, I, I but wanna, I can't <laughs> think of any redeeming <laughs> retreat quality that that movie has. Great movies. <laughs> now, thankfully, the last retreat we had, which was like literally two or three weeks before the confirmation, we had a nun and she was wonderful. And she really did a profound – she probably was the first one to really talk about confirmation with us. Exactly. And she led us through a beautiful weekend of, of – and some of us were kind of on the team with her. But it was a real – she was fantastic. And the Lord really used her in a very profound way for a bunch of us. And it was just – it was – so thank you, Lord, because kind of saved <laughs> was uh, – again, some, some ups, mostly some weirdness, a lot of weirdness. Well, you're but a she child kinda of the – I'm a child 70s of the and 80s, 70s and 80s, aren't you? Yeah. I mean, so doesn't that say it all? Yeah. Lots, <laughs> Not much even disciples who were doing the they best meant, they could they with well. what they were given. They meant well. Yeah. And it was just obviously. But, you know, some good came out of it. Yeah. Well, I don't think you can credit like Me? your faith to... My parents. Right. That's where the credit lies. <laughs> Holy Spirit well, and your I parents said, and good said, yeah, disciples said, that grace, were in your life. Grace, grace mom and dad. Mom and dad, yep. But they were good witnesses. And we had other great adults who were disciples yes. in the parish. And that did salvage. And some, some, really. some really good priests. So anyways, um, so, you know, actually, I guess I would say, mom and dads, be mindful. So this, again, this is the same thing of being involved. What is going on with your confirmation preparation? And I don't know who you are right now. If, if you're listening, you should be checking in on that. What is the parish doing? A lot of parishes do a really nice job. And then some parishes simply don't. But ask questions, find out more about it. You don't have to become like a renegade and trying to cause trouble and stuff like that. But you should know what's going on yeah. for your confirmation yeah, prep the, for your kids. Right. The right to know because you're the primary educator of your children. So what was it like for you on Sunday as Michael was being confirmed? Wow. I didn't know I was going to be interviewed. I would have thought thought about it before. Um I was I was very excited. I I really was. I just felt I felt very moved by the whole thing. I felt very moved by the whole experience of being like a parent at the confirmation because especially I've been involved and I know you have too with the youth for so many years working in the church and seen so many confirmations at all different ages and everything else and it's always a beautiful moving experience as we've worked with those those teens and everything or those children depending on where we were for so long and but it was very different being our own child I just felt like, wow, this, A, I felt like he, he's kind of, he's just kind of growing up, you know, in the faith. It was like a moment of he's, he's taking on this and he took it very seriously. He took yeah. his whole confirmation preparation. He was one of the few in the class that really engaged and was very, yeah, just, I, he, th he, like every, he, he'd come home and I'd say, oh, what did you guys talk about? Because I wasn't there at every meeting because I wasn't running it or anything, but I was helping here and there. And 
he would tell us, you know, and he'd have great discussions. Oh, Deacon Matt gave a great talk or, De you know, Deacon Steve at the time was now father. He just, he had great, always great things to say. When he was doing the renewal of the baptismal oh, promises, yeah. I, yeah. I, he was, he I was mean, the loudest, loudest kid. but he wasn't obnoxious, no, but he was, he was strong. He, he was confident. Yes. Confident and committed. Like he meant the I do mm -hmm. every time he said it. And I, that was the first thing that hit me was. Yeah, it was he, you know, I've, he believes it. I've shared the story with you, my parents, as we were beginning to start confirmation preparation. Again, this is parents doing their job and being actively involved in their kids own preparation. And my parents sat us down and said, you know, we've raised you in the faith to the best of our ability. As long as you live in this house, you're going to mass. We say grace. OK, but they go. But we each of us have a relationship with Jesus through the church. Now it's your turn. And so they, they, it wasn't a graduation. That's not, but they were saying, you now have, you have to, to own it. You're going to have to own this because the way we do the sacrament is you're the one saying, I do, we're not in this moment. And that's how we always will do the sacrament of confirmation. But they really emphasize the point of own your relationship with Jesus Christ. And when I was watch, listening to Michael and watching him as he was praying, for example, when the bishop was doing the laying on of the hands, just his intent prayer, his intense, his intense I do's. It was hitting me like, thank you, Lord, that our son is owning, clearly trying to own his relationship mm -hmm. with the Lord. And mm -hmm. that was. Uh, it was moving. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And he wasn't the only teen there. There were, there were a few of them that even I saw through the retreat because I helped lead the retreat. And there was some real, you could tell a real commitment on the part of some of these young people that they were taking it seriously. And then you have the ones through no fault of their own, but, you know, are kind of clueless and they're just going through motions and you hope that the seeds have been planted and you hope that their families and people, good people in the church will help water those seeds and they'll grow. But it's always really hopeful to see that the ones who, you know, are kind of getting it and are taking it seriously and they're not afraid to talk about their faith. They're not afraid to live their faith, even among their peers. And I mean, that's what we need. That's how we evangelize the world. That's how the church grows. We, we need those young people. They are the church. And I always hated when people would say they're the future of the church. Insanity. You know? Insanity. They're the future of the church. Like they're not the church now. Like we're all the church now. It's like there's no future. Yes, the future of the church will die if we don't continue having children and raise them in the faith. But we are all the church, our babies up to uh, the elderly. We're all the church and we all make up the body of Christ. And we have to, you know, help others to live. And why are you doing that? Why are you making fun of me? I'm not making fun of you. You did. You just made fun of the way that I went towards the microphone. Because <laughs> you do that sometimes. That's all I was doing that before. Ridiculous. But you, you know, nothing. <laughs> Building up the body, Amen, not sister. tearing down Preach the it. body of Christ. Preach it. Amen. Amen. Um, the other thing I was thinking was, you know, thinking back to my own confirmation and we start, we share those stories, but that was the other thing that happened during the ceremony is, of course, I thought about my own confirmation, which was 30, a little over 30 years ago now, probably 30 years, six months, basically. That's you were amazing. that old when you... I was 16. That makes wow. sense. Yes, yeah, I, was I, suppose it does. I was 16. I was too, actually. Now think about it. I was 11th. We it was were 11th grade. Yeah, 11th grade for me as yeah, well. Yeah, me too. Yeah. So, um, so it's just over 30 years. And and so, it, again, anytime you celebrate the sacraments, it, could be, it should be a moment for us to think about our own encounters with the Lord in those sacraments, whether it's going to a baptism, first communions, going to mass every single time, we hope. 
um, remembering back, thinking back on the journey, right? Mm -hmm. Reflecting on where we've been and where the Lord has brought us, even if we went kicking and screaming. Yeah. Um, being aware of, and for some of you, maybe I know your maybe your conversion, or maybe your reception of the sacraments has taken on much has happened much later in your life. Um, well, that's okay because you still have a journey that you've mm -hmm. led, and let those encounters, especially when we watch our children. So share these stories with your children, share your journey with with your children, but also as you participate in their reception of the sacrament, allow the Lord to kind of bless, hopefully bless you with thinking about your own journey and, and allowing you to remember where he has been all throughout. Mm -hmm. Walking with us. So I don't have anything more to say. <laughs> well, you, just, you also want this to answer. You just lie down on the couch and pass out. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. That sounds fantastic. <laughs> I'm so tired. We're standing and I'm realizing I do. I like standing when we do the podcast. But when you're tired. But when I'm tired, I'm like, I will fall down as I stand. Um, when we get our new table, we can have bar stools in here to help us sit. I don't know. I like, I like, yeah, leaning would be good, but yeah. I like being able to move this. around a little bit. That's it. On a stool, I want to kind of put my buttocks put, put on it. Put your butt on the stool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's great. Oh, honey, <laughs> put my glutes on, on the stool. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I was trying to wrap this up, but I guess, <laughs> what thing, happened? I don't know if this thing's even recording. Are we not even recording? The... Oh, it is recording. That the computer would have been literally We're using went a new computer. off. <laughs> like, that would have been sad. Great. How long was this? It's, it's a little bit 30 minutes that just again. happened. So it's only about 30 minutes. Oh, good. Bad. Okay. That's decently length. All right, folks. Well, listen. You know, thanks. As yeah. always, I, at some point, we'll stop doing these endings. But you never know. There might be new people here. That's true. But thanks so for to... uh, listening to this episode. And as you've picked up, if you've been listening to us, whether it's the first time, it's the first time, then you're going to know looking back. We just bounce around. We try to change up the topics. We try to do some light ones, some serious ones. I think this was an in-between crazy night. Um, go to the Facebook page. like, the, Follow us on, on the Facebook page, Raising8. And Raising8.net. And Raising8, Raising8, the number 8.net is, is alive and active. And we try to post... Um, just a little episode extras. Uh, not every not every episode. Sometimes we just we do an episode, and I'm literally like, I have no idea what to add extra to this. Mm -hmm. But a lot of times we talk about things where we describe something we're doing, or a picture we can throw a picture on, or a link to a website, or a list of a few different kind of best practices that we're sharing. And we'll continue to do that. And we would love to hear from you. So make sure you take advantage of Facebook. At this point, Twitter and Instagram are basically useless. We'll keep those accounts for now, but. Facebook seems to be the best place to follow along, try to engage in a, engage with us. And if you have any topics that you'd like us to talk <laughs> That's about. That's where I was going. <laughs> I know, I knew. See, I actually picked up That's on. beautiful. <gasps> I know, it's amazing. Um, you know, let us know because we, we love topic ideas because sometimes we have no idea because we're running in a million directions and then we're like oh let's go record a podcast we don't know what we're gonna say oh who wants us to talk about something we'll talk about whatever you I mean, want us to talk about this is our podcast i mean the point yes, is to talk about the is. domestic church and Correct. family and kids and marriage and but sometimes who knows we might just end up talking about we try to pay attention to current events not that there's anything happening right now <laughs> <laughs> so Thomas, we might do that. Maybe you want us to talk about our current event thing and get our take on it from a from a parental perspective, a Catholic parent perspective, Christian parent perspective. Throw it out there, and we'll we'll pray about it and take a look at it, mm -hmm. take a stab at it. Mm -hmm. 
Well, if you do like us and you want to give us a review, we appreciate your reviews. Um, and nobody, we've had no reviews in two, three months now. Maybe it's two months. For real? And no new stars. I find that hard to believe, to be honest. Why? Because I know that there are a lot of people who've been listening to us because we hear from a lot of people. Does it mean that they remember to go Come and put on, a star? Folks, go to Apple Podcasts. It's not because we 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 need our um, egos. You know, egos inflated. It's more of that it helps other people say, oh, I'll take a listen. And But you maybe know, you think that less people should be listening to us. <laughs> we appreciate that, too. That That's fair. That's fine. Move, move along. <laughs> don't, don't. You don't listen to us if you don't want to. Don't share you know, us with your, your friends. Own, start your own podcast. <laughs> don't, don't share us with your friends if you don't want to. If you do enjoy listening to us, and great. Tell a friend. Put a, put a couple stars on there. and uh, That'd be great. Yeah, that would be great. Thanks so much. Well, thanks for joining us here on Raising Eight. It's a couple of sinners trying to raise eights. God bless.